Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you are looking for more of the Word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Heavenly Father, thanks for another day that is filled with all of the benefits as promised in the 103rd Psalm, John 10.10b, Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.19, and Ephesians 3.20. It is always a privilege to pray aloud as well as silently. Meditative prayer is one of the most intimate methods of communicating with you, God by focusing on specific Bible scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Let my brothers and sisters in Christ and prospective members of the household of faith hear you through me. Let them hear you through Minister John. Through us, your servants, give them the knowledge, understanding, and correct application of your instructions so that they conduct themselves wisely by the power of your Spirit at work in them also. Family, during our perusal of God's Word, we will discover passages that remind us of our past or present circumstances. These discoveries are the verses that we can commit to memory, muse upon, sing about, write, and talk about. The answers may not appear to be obvious immediately when searching the Old and New Testaments, but perseverance will be rewarded. To those who persevere with pure motives, enlightenment is inevitable. Divine transformation will take place according to Romans 12 verses 1 through 2 in accordance with Ephesians chapter 1 in entirety, and with emphasis on verses 17 through 19. Now you begin to envision not how things are, not how things have been, but how things can be. And you will see how things actually are and will be through the lenses of our blessed Redeemer through the blood-written text, by His Spirit, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. Now you accept the reality that only God's plan and purpose prevails in your life, in our lives, Proverbs 19, 21. You know the truth, and since Jesus is the truth as voiced in the gospel according to John, you are set free by the truth you know, John eight thirty two. You no longer perish and are no longer defeated. You are no longer bound for lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. You are the redeemed of the Lord. I am the redeemed of the Lord, Psalm 107 in entirety with emphasis on verses 1 through 3. As Christ is, so are we, 1 John 4.17. The works we read about him doing, we do greater, John 14.12.
It is written, and it is so, to all who take up the cross and die daily and follow him. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 28, Luke 9, verses 23 through 27. I bind all hindrances to this prayer request and declaration. I bind all forms of retaliation and attacks that would otherwise be in response to interceding. I loose divine intervention, the performance of the requests and utterance, and I loose every one who was bound in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I loose them, I loose us into serving God wholeheartedly. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. It is done. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Little technical difficulty, but God is good. So everyone, welcome back to Bible study in this wonderful year called 2022. Uh, we made it to another one. I am so excited, <clears throat> so happy, kind of elated to be here. You know, there's a lot of craziness going on, a lot of uh, concerning things developing, but we serve the Lord Jesus, and we know that it is through faith that we live out this life. We don't walk it by sight. We don't walk it by feel. We don't walk it by any of these human senses, but we walk it out through faith. And that faith, ooh, it's a doozy sometimes, you know. But again, I thank God that we're here, that we made it. And I thank God that we have an opportunity to start a, a new series up for this year. At least once a quarter, <clears throat> God willing, I want us to, to have like a, a check-in where with Bible study, not only will you get a word, but it'll be like a it'll be like a timeout. If you've ever watched sports, the coach calls a timeout at some point in the game, not just to give the players a chance to rest and recuperate a little bit, but also to give them an opportunity to go over the plays, to talk about what's going on out there on the field or on the court or whatever uh, landscape they use to 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 conduct their sport. For us, we're going to take this opportunity to take a time out, take a step back, to talk amongst not only God, but amongst one another, to compare and contrast, to see where we are, where we can go, and how to get there. And we know that all those answers, all those solutions, all the opportunities that will be presented before us all lie within our God, whose name is Jesus. So, with all that being said, let's start with our, our first quarter check-in. First and foremost, personally speaking, and probably uh, globally as well to anyone who watches this or listens to this, I know that coming into 2022, uh, it's it's already been a doozy about what, um, seven days in. And I know some of us have lost loved ones. Some of us are uh, trying to get to the other side of the grieving process. A lot of opportunities are starting to look very appealing. Other, just a lot, a lot is happening so far. This is already beginning to be a packed year. But with that, we're going to take our first time out. We're allotted a, a few of them throughout this year. And with God, as many as we need, because he is holding quite literally time itself and us inside of it. And so with this, I want to address a few things, uh, the first and foremost of which being 
is that I know things are already looking a, a certain type of way. But if it's anything I've learned in my short 25 years that God has blessed me with, it's that when things start to look crazy, when they start to look wild, when, as we say, unexplainable things begin to occur or things that just shouldn't have happened have occurred. From what I've been blessed to, to understand, thank you, Lord, is that it's in these situations, it's when these issues become prevalent that 10 times out of 10, Satan is on the ropes. He is confused, battered, bruised, wounded, and is doing his very best to retaliate at us, God's children. Well, what else can you do when a wild animal is lashing out at you? You handle it accordingly. You don't become full of fear. You don't tense up. You don't panic. Instead, you stay calm. You stay collected and you respond accordingly. The Bible teaches us that there is nothing new under the sun. And it doesn't just mean that in the sense that there is a time and a season for everything that occurs, but also that there is no new trick, <clears throat> no new tactic, no new enemy. It's all the same thing, just trying to be disguised as something that looks new. The, the lustfulness, the desire to want to abuse substances, uh, the, the clinginess, trying to be codependent on people, jobs, places, money, ideas, ideologies, all of that, instead of being dependent upon God, the only one that we should truly be codependent upon. All of these things are exactly the same. They just try to look different because our enemy tries to masquerade. He tries to cover them up, just like he tries to trick us by covering himself up and his cohorts and everything else that he could try to throw at you. But in the words of Jesus, out of his own mouth, I encourage you to take heart, to not worry so much. Instead, pray about everything. What Philippians chapter 4 tells us around the, the 4th through 10th verse, to not be anxious about anything, but to pray about everything. And then the God of peace is peace which surpasses all understanding, things we can't even begin to comprehend, will not only encompass us, but as we focus on things that are good, true, just, pure, and righteous, things that God has given us and told us and tells us and imbues us with, well, then he himself personally will be right there in the situation with us. And even better, God is always present with us because his home is now inside of us, because we're one spirit, y'all. So there are two scriptures that I want to share with you. And just a few more things I want to encourage you on this time out, on this check-in. The first, the first one comes from Genesis chapter 1. We've talked about this before. And verse 11 says, Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they come. And that is what happened. And then we'll follow this up by skipping over a few chapters. And we're going to land at Genesis chapter four. And the sixth through seventh verse say, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. 
Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Now, you may be wondering, what do these two verses have to do? Well, about three verses have to do with one another. Let me explain. In Genesis chapter one, not only is God telling us really foreshadowing before we even know something bad is about to occur, that every seed bearing fruit or every seed, yeah, every seed bearing tree will produce a fruit after its own kind. He's also letting us know that, look, because y'all messed up and things need to be fixed, not only am I going to send you a promise, which he covers about two chapters later, but then he lets us know that it's what you sow, as the Bible tells us where we get the cliche from, you reap what you sow. So here, where God is talking to Cain and he's telling him, you'd be accepted if you just do the right thing. But if you don't, well, then that's on you. I told you what I wanted. I told you what I'm looking for. And all you have to do is meet me in the middle, because I, like I've told you before, if this is not your first time with me, God literally does the 99%. Your 1% is to just have faith. That's it. When you have faith, faith moves you. When you have faith, you go do what you trust God to get done for you. If you need a job and you're praying for it, well, then you go apply. You apply yourself. You look around. You ask questions. You you try to make some connections. And then you trust God to bless it. Not only bless your search, but to bless you for trusting in him that he'll provide. And even if you come up short, don't give up. Have faith that what you were looking for may not be what God is trying to send your way. And that just when you feel like you're ready to give up is right when you need to just say, Lord, all I'm asking for is faith. Faith that you either give me something or if you don't give me something, I'm going to be good either way because I know that you have me. And that's not just me, a minister, telling you that that's God's own words, that he is our God. He is a mighty tower. His name alone is a strong tower. His right arm is victorious in battle, that he is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the beginning, the end, the first, the last. I mean, he's already told you everything and he shows you that he's more than qualified, not just by producing the results, but because he made it all. He knows what's up. So when it comes to this, like last year, our overarching thing was God is trying to show you something. Are you looking? God is trying to tell you something. Are you hearing? Well, our overarching theme for this year is going to be watch what you sow. Because listen, as someone who's made mistakes in life, someone who I'm, I'm young, but you know, mistakes can last a lifetime if you're not careful. And I've had elders And people just more experienced in my life tell me how to avoid certain things. And God willing, I've been able to get some of it right because I'm not perfect. But God is wonderful and allows us to get through things. It's that literally be careful what you sow. If we accept the word of God and we allow it to become the rock in our lives because God is his word and he is our rock 
wherever we need him, whenever we need him. Well, if we keep sowing into that relationship, well, then what do we get? We get more of him, more of his word, more of his statutes. All of this gets written on your heart and in your spirit. You grow. You now have the ability to keep growing because you're not trying to stifle yourself. You don't want to be your biggest enemy anymore because nine times out of 10, we are. We're our biggest stopping blocks because of some human reason that just, eh, it's, mm. But on the opposite, if we sow into bad things, what happens? We get more bad things. You think if you go do something one time and you don't get caught or in trouble, that you'll be all right. But what happens? We as people, we develop habits very quickly. And as quick as we make them, it's very hard to break them, especially ones that try to have a stranglehold on us. So with this, like how the Bible in the book of Hebrews explicitly tells us to look at Israel, what they did as an example of what not to do. God made them with the intent purpose of being his own special people, treasured more than anyone else. And they spit in his face countless times. And to this day, those of us who aren't natural born Israelites, but as Gentiles, as the Bible says, not only are we blessed to be a part of the family, but we're also playing that our, our our brothers and sisters would get their act together because they're missing out. And just don't miss out. God willing, don't miss out. I know sometimes we want to respond humanly. Me and my brother <clears throat> had to address some drama the other night. And the flesh says retaliate. But why would you retaliate by reacting when you could just calm down and respond the way God wants us to? It's a lot easier said than done to turn the other cheek. But I promise you, when you turn it, not only do you, <laughs> as the as the elders of the church say, uh, shame the devil, but you also show where your faith is. If you start just reacting to everything, do you really have faith in God? Do you really trust the plays that he drew up for you? Because we're on a team, y'all, and, and we're we're in this game We're we're playing to win. It's already one for us, but we're trying to win individually as well. Individually in the terms of growing this relationship, being better than we were just five seconds ago, let alone 10, 20, 30, however many years ago. But also to help the team out. You can't be a good witness of the gospel if every time someone gets you upset, you want to fight or curse them out or just do something crazy and out of order. So again, watch what you sow, watch the seeds that you sow, because not only is God looking, but other people are looking too. because you never know just who's watching you, because the God that you say you serve, that may be the only opportunity they ever get to see him. And it would be a crying shame if they saw you, the person, instead of the Lord God almighty. So. I know it, it went a certain way, but I do as the Lord leads me to. And it, we won't be here long. This is just a time out meeting. We're going to have a, a very in-depth Bible study next week, God willing. 
But I want to get you started off on this year right. For the New Year's lesson, we talked about how to come into this year prosperous by numbering our days unto the Lord. And yes, you should. Because if you want to be wise, one, you'll grow a reverential fear for God because not only did he make you, but he could take you out like that. You don't want to play games with him. But also, once you understand the pecking order that there is God Almighty and compared to us, we are nothing but atoms. And if you don't know, uh, what is it? Autonomy, I believe, or anatomy. One, one of the two. Don't don't quote me here. Atoms are very small. If you if you know what like a, a like a dust mite, just think about that. You can't see them, but you know they're there. It's the same as air. You can't see it, but you know it's there. That's us compared to God. If we were on the same scale, we wouldn't even register. The point of all this is, is to let you know that one, first and foremost, the Lord your God loves you. Even if you came into this year heavy or if you're kind of cruising in, keep your eyes open. The Bible tells us to be steadfast and vigilant because our enemy is roaming around like a roaring lion seeking someone whom he can devour. His only goal with us is to steal, to kill and to destroy. And like my mom reiterated last night when she was praying for the situation uh, that, that we were in, it's that we can do our part by de-arming the enemy. If you take the weapons away, well, then the weapons can never be used against you. And the weapons that are still there have faith that your father, who promised you that no weapon formed against you could ever prosper, have faith in him. Do your part have faith they work hand in hand faith as the bible teaches us without works is dead and i know it seems scattered but it's all cohesive i love y'all god loves you and above all else with this time out meeting we'll have maybe three more in total because we'll do like one a quarter two if god leads me to do so but for sure one it's that take a step back We talked about introspection a long time ago, and in doing so, you need to be aware of what's going on, not just in life around you, but on the battlefield inside of you, because this is fighting against your spirit tooth and nail day in, day out. But you can win. You can be victorious because God already did it for you. He overcame this life just for you and just for me so that when things happen, when things go bump, when things go awry, we can turn to our great high priest, our coach, who's already walked a mile in our shoes because the greatest coaches have already played the game before. Well, God already played the game for you. And so he can tell you exactly how to let go and let him be. How to let that person go and let God be God. How to let that job go and let God be your your employer. How to let that wicked, twisted money go, that dirty, that dirty money, and let God be your your bank. How to let all the trappings of life go and let him be your all in all. Because as we know, if you seek the kingdom of God first, wholeheartedly, don't forget that, that's important, then not only would you find him, but he would add everything else unto you as an added bonus, because that's what love does. So, Heavenly Father, we come before you.
thanking you for a new year. Though some brothers and sisters fell asleep before the year came in, some fell asleep as the year began, and some are falling asleep as we speak. Lord, we thank you that for those of us who are still on duty, for those of us who are still tasked to be vigilant, that not only do we expect the best out of everything, but Lord, we thank you that for those who have already gone home, it's exactly that. For Lord, your word teaches us that we don't die, not with you, because you've already overcome death. Instead, we go home because it's a job well done. And Father, we thank you that one day, too, we will hear that. Lord, I pray for all those that are, are grieving over the loss of a loved one. Because, yeah, we can't pick up the phone anymore. We can't see them. We can't talk to them. But Lord, we know that unlike those who don't get to know you, that they're right with you. And that, as my grandmother loves to, to reiterate from time to time, that there will be a great reunification when all this is said and done. Because, Lord, all we do in this body when you take us is fall asleep in you and we wake up in your presence. Because you told us, you promised us out of your own mouth that when our place, when our home, when our mansion is ready, that you would personally come and get us and take us to be with you where you are. And Lord, if that's not an honor, I don't know what is. So Father, I ask that from this day forward, moving on throughout the rest of this year and throughout the rest of all of our lifespans, for however, however long that may be, that God, we would just use the time accordingly, number our steps before you, Father, to make each day the best day we can, even if it's a bad one, because God, we know that you are in charge, you are in control, and that nothing happens without your express written consent, that all things occur for the reason to help us grow, to help us mature, to help us let things go, to help us depend on you in a more deep way, God. Because if we don't come to you, the source, then what are we doing? But Father, I thank you that every avenue of this life you have already written out to the tiniest detail because you know the plans you have for us, that they're for good and not for evil. So, Father, bless all those who are under the sound of your voice through me, your microphone. Let them be blessed accordingly to your word, to your riches and your glory. For those who grieve, let them grieve in you, God, but not unto sorrow because we didn't lose anyone. All they did was reap their reward. And God, for those of us who are struggling, help us out. You know exactly what we need, how we need it, where we need it, and when we need it. So give us the strength and the faith to be patient on you and your timing. It's these things we thank you for, and we'll be sure to give you your name, all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, family. I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form, or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you and you aren't a part of the family, 
I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed. Thank you.